Another 9% shared that they never stop working. And a quarter of lawyers surveyed reported that they failed to take adequate breaks during their workday. Finally, nearly a third of lawyers surveyed reported that they felt pressure to refrain from taking vacation time. That's not what you want your life to be at all. Today, I want to talk to you about what I call the moral case for being an empire builder. Welcome to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, the show where we ask the questions, why aren't more lawyers living flourishing lives and inspiring others? And can you really get wealthy while doing only the work you love with people you like? Many lawyers are. Get ready to hear from your host, Ben Glass, the founder of the law firm Ben Glass Law in Fairfax, Virginia, and Great Legal Marketing, an organization that helps good people succeed by coaching, inspiring, and supporting law firm owners. Join us for today's conversation. When I started Great Legal Marketing over 16 years ago now, it was all about marketing and advertising. That's what lawyers needed. Nobody back then was thinking about the law, and particularly the practice of solo and small firm law, in terms of being the head of an empire and the leader of something that was really cool, something that served your own life. And and being an empire builder is a really cool place to be because you sit at the top of this mountain doing what you want and what makes your life great. But I'll still hear pushback from time to time. People will hear that and they'll say to me some version of great legal marketing is a lot about standing out or making yourself be unique in the marketplace or perhaps making yourself seem to be better than anyone else is. And I think to a certain extent, we are all that. But some folks are still not very comfortable with it because that's not what they heard from their... I've had lawyers say, my mom wouldn't want me to do what you teach because it'd be calling attention to myself. Certainly in law school and in the profession, there's not a lot of calling attention to yourself that, quote, they like. So today I want to, from a moral perspective, really, you're being an empire builder and tell you why it's good for both you and then for your clients and for the community. The reality is you have this one life to live. It, It starts and it ends at some point, and we don't really know what the ending point is. And there's no reason to live a life that is not as joy filled and as filled with choices as you can possibly make it. There's no reason to enslave yourself to someone else's wishes or desires for even one moment. Every moment that goes by is a moment that is now irretrievable. If you lose a dollar, you can make two tomorrow and you're you're back even. If you waste your time or you let somebody else waste your time, then you can never go and get that back. So I think this is something that's important to remember that the purpose of your life and then the purpose of building a firm that supports your life is to make your existence as enjoyable, interesting, fun-filled, pleasure-filled as you possibly can. And I'm convinced that we can do that through the practice of, I often hearken back to that 2016 report on lawyer well-being. And I have a, a stat here from that report. And again, if you've hung around me at all, you know that The response by the elites to the report is all wrong. It's all about meditation, kitty cats, and learning how to not abuse drugs and alcohol, which is all important, but it's not fundamental. It's absolutely not fundamental to making your well-being better. 
But in that report, they said that one third of the lawyers surveyed, over one third of the lawyers surveyed, reported that they often worked long hours. Another 9% shared that they never stop working. And a quarter of lawyers surveyed reported that they failed to take adequate breaks during their workday. Finally, nearly a third of lawyers surveyed reported that they felt pressure to refrain from taking vacation time. That's not what you want your life to be at all. That's not a life filled with choices. The, those, that description sounds like a life filled with other people's demands on you. Things haven't changed too much. There's a recent, before I sat down to record this, I went and found a statistic from a group called ALM who did a mental health and substance abuse survey. And so this is from 2020 that says that, that according to them, an overwhelming majority, think about that, an overwhelming majority of legal professionals believe their mental well-being is worse off as a result of their chosen career. That's stunning. And an in-depth survey of law firm lawyers and staff suggests, so it was not just lawyers, but it was staff as well. An overwhelming majority of legal professionals believe that their mental well-being is worse off as a result of their chosen career. My point here is that everything in life, everything you have in life has been a result of the choices that you have made to get to this point. Everything that you will have moving forward will be as a result of the choices you make. I hang out with lawyers and lawyers hang out with me who fundamentally believe that these stats don't apply to them. They're living happy, joy-filled lives, and they believe that they deserve it. And I'm telling you that you deserve it. In a moment, I'm going to tell you why it's good for everyone else. But if you're not physically fit, mentally fit, emotionally fit, economically fit, then you're no good to anyone. And it's just not worth it to live a life of misery. And we believe that just because you chose the legal profession doesn't mean you have to fall into this, again, overwhelming majority. That's a horrifying statistic. Overwhelming majority of legal professionals who believe their mental well-being is worse off as a result of having chosen the law for a career. So here's some things I want you to think about that. I think you have to have really straight in your head first in order to be really comfortable with this. And the first is that contrary to what you hear out there in the world, you don't know the world anything, right? Someone says, well, you're going to give back to the profession or you're going to give back to your law school or whatever. Unless you stole something, there's nothing to give back, all right? Where you are today, again, is a product of the decisions you've made and the hard work that you have done. So you owe nothing as any sort of a duty to anybody, except what you contract to, except what you agree to owe them, all right? And I think that's important because it's, con it's counter-cultural, right? The whole legal profession is really built on this sense that somehow we are, we have woke up one day, we found ourselves in this position of being lawyers, being able to work in climate-controlled offices, that somehow that means that we have to self-sacrifice back to the world. And I'm telling you, that's just wrong, right? If morals is all about making the right choices, then that's wrong. Because that kind of thinking is what leads to, again, an overwhelming majority of people who believe that the 
profession that they have chosen to engage their life's work in sucks, right? And so that that's wrong. Recently here in Virginia, who I pick on the Virginia State Bar a lot, and I think deservedly, they put out a plea for lawyers to, again, to volunteer their time for the disciplinary system, right? So you get to sit in on hearings and be a judge of lawyers who have gone bad and stolen money and not done the work that they promised to do. But they advertise the, their plea as you can now be the first line of defense for the public against bad lawyers. And they have this so wrong. The first line of defense for the public against bad lawyers is to help lawyers have better lives. See, happy lawyers who are making money and doing work that they really like doing and that they're good at, they don't get into bar disciplinary trouble. If you look at the, like every week, like we get the bar reports here in Virginia, and these are not like usually one-off just mistakes that lawyers are doing that get them in trouble. A genuine mistake is not what gets you a bar complaint. These are typically patterns of conduct, which are most often, in my view, built upon lawyers who didn't know that it's okay to be happy, didn't try to create something that would make them happy, have really crappy business systems, have really crappy filters, so they get crappy clients who drive them crazy, who make their good staff leave because, again, because you're letting crazy clients in the door. And that whole house of cards, that castle of sand, comes tumbling down at some point. So the bar has this law, right? Second thing in Virginia, we have something, and you probably have it in your state, called a client protection fund. What is this? This is money that in Virginia they come and take out of my pocket to put into a fund to protect clients who aren't smart enough to hire lawyers who won't steal from them. You know how big that fund is in Virginia? I just checked. It's over $10 million dollars. Last year, they gave out $32,000 in reimbursements to clients. This is crazy, but it really shows, again, what we're doing here is countercultural because the culture of the bar is let's not give clients any information, potential clients, consumers, any information about how to find a good, ethical, honest lawyer. Let's make all the lawyers look exactly the same. Let's make all of the advertising look exactly the same. Let's not teach lawyers how to run good businesses. And then when they steal money or take in fees and don't do the work and then abscond, right, with the things, let's go to the good lawyers who are living happy lives and producing cash, right? Let's take the money out of their pockets, right? And let's give it to these clients who we, the bar, didn't help in the first place find a good and honest lawyer. So the bar has this totally wrong. Again, what do you want to do? You want to, in my view, build an empire where you are working on things that you're really good at and that you find interesting and that you really like to do it. And that can change over your career too, right? So I'm doing it as i getting close to 40 years in the profession. I'm doing things different even from five, six, seven years ago. I'm doing far less trials. I do more of a practice that doesn't take me out of my office, lets me represent people all over the country, more writing and breathing. And what am I really interested in? I'm interested in empire building. I'm interested in scheming to get more efficient in the practice so that we make more money. I'm interested in representing the clients that we have really well. And I'm interested in saying no to all the things that really aren't in our lane. What you need to do 
and I think you're morally obligated to for your own life, is to figure out what this is for you. What is perfect for you? What drives you? It might be just the marketing. It might be trying cases. It might be meeting with clients. It might just be, I knew a lawyer who worked for an insurance company and her whole job was taking depositions. So she just went around for all sorts of different cases. None of the cases were like her cases. Her whole job is just take depositions. It's good for the company. Hopefully it was good for her else she wouldn't have been doing it. And it's fine. It's fine. Whatever is interesting to you and you can make money with and you like doing is what you should be doing. Now, you got to have real clarity about this. And you may be in a place where you go, he's been doing this for almost 40 years. You'll never get there. You'll never get there unless you start thinking about this. You start to articulate, typically working with a coach. I found working one-on-one with a coach has been really good for me and creating this vision and believing that you deserve, because it is one life that you have to live, you deserve a life of happiness. And these are the actions that you need to take to get there. So that part's all about you. And don't let anyone ever tell you, again, that just because you've chosen the law, just because you've gone to law school and worked your ass off for all these years, that somehow that makes you a slave to somebody else, because that's not. And we've got a whole bunch of lawyers here at Great Legal Marketing who believe that's not true. And you need to be in this room of lawyers who think that way. The second thing is, let's just, now let's talk about the clients, because we don't put the clients first. We put you first, because if you're straight, then everything else works, right? If you're straight, then your team is great. And if you and your team are great, then the clients are going to be well served. But now let's think about the clients for a moment and think about the great legal marketing. How do we stand out? How do we make ourselves seem like the wise man or woman at the top of the mountain? Right? How do we differentiate ourselves? I was at a seminar once many years ago. It was a labeled a marketing seminar, but it was done by a state bar organization. So you can tell it was pretty vanilla. And a guy raised his hand. He goes, there's no way. He says, I do personal injury law, this, and I'm just the same as everybody else. And there's no way I could ever differentiate myself. If that's what you believe, that's what you'll get. And you'll always be average. But think about this. It's the same question I asked pastors when I put a whole bunch of pastors in our training center and taught them how to put more people in their pews. I asked them, are you a good pastor, right? Or do you, do you know the job? Are you good for somebody? And then I asked them, is there right now somebody walking around in your community for whom you and your church would be perfect for their lives? It's the same question for lawyers. Are you a good lawyer? So you don't have to be the very best. You don't have to be technically the, to, to be able to move the needle of somebody's life forward, Right. But are you a good lawyer? Are you someone who can affect change in someone's life? I'm sure that the answer is yes. Second question, is there someone in town right now for whom you and your team would be the very best for their life? I'm confident that answer is yes also. So if we have yes and yes, the moral argument is, why in the world would you let that person wander in to somebody else's office who would not be perfect, who that lawyer, that somebody else would not be perfect for them, and they would not be perfect for that lawyer. Again, you look back to the, you know, what, what you can look around your own town and lawyers, and they show up in the bar reports, who just aren't good, and they're not good at moving the needle of people's lives. And I think it's your duty I already said you don't really have an obligation or a duty, but if you want to think about this from a moral perspective, it's your duty to get your brand out there to make your services known to attract that client to you so that they don't end up 
in the hands of somebody else who's not as good as you are. And what I need you to believe and to accept is that this is true, that your unique set of talents, your gifts, your background, your training, your experience in other cases, that is going to be perfect for someone, and it's going to be perfect for a whole group of people. And once you get this all straight, now we go back to the beginning. Now we go back to the marketing to figure out what are the messages that we need to send and how do we need to send those messages to get those people into our office and into our lives. So I want you to be an empire builder for two reasons. Number one, it's important for you. And when you're good, heck, you're a better mom, a better dad, a better parent to your children, a better friend to your siblings if you have siblings, a better friend to your community of friends. You're, you're going to be a better person and a more value to society if you're happy, if you're fulfilled, if you're not stressed out, all right? Part two, again, this is all better for society too. So when you are attracting those great clients for you, for whom you would be the lawyer that can move the needle of their lives, then the whole world gets better. And rational, reasonable people would rather live in a world where everybody is getting better. Where if I send you to the lawyer down the street because that's the better lawyer for you, that lawyer's better and that client is better and now my community is better. So be an empire builder. Never be shy about the success that you're achieving. Never be shy about the choices you have in life because at the end of the day, really success is really about how many good choices do you have? Because when you act from that place in the right wise man or woman at the top of the mountain who's happy and content and the market is paying you because these perfect matches are taking place, then the world gets better. And that's how we, the solo and small firm lawyers of America, that's how we change the world. It's Frankly, it's not by voting in a national election. Okay, that's that not changing much of the world, frankly, I've lived long enough, lots of presidents, none of them have ever changed my life one little bit. But every single person that we come into contact with who becomes a client of ours who does a consult with us, I'm convinced that no matter whether we can help them legally, we are moving the needle of their lives in a positive direction. That's At the end of the day, that's what great legal marketing is about. That's what I'm about. This kind of teaching is what I enjoy doing and what I'm good at. So, Reach out if you have any questions about this at all. If you're ever wavering on, gee, do I want to stand out in the community? Do I deserve it, right? Am I good enough? You reach out to me and let's have a conversation about that. Okay, until next time. If you like what you just heard on the Renegade Lawyer podcast, you may be a perfect fit for the great legal marketing community. Law firm owners across the country are becoming heroes to their families and icons in their communities. They've gone renegade by rejecting the status quo of the legal profession so they can deliver high-quality legal services coupled with top-notch customer service to clients who pay, stay, and refer. Learn more at greatlegalmarketing.com. That's greatlegalmarketing.com.